Welcome to Praying the Psalms, a daily podcast from Doxa Church in Madison, Wisconsin. As the church finds itself isolated from one another physically, we are reading, studying, and praying the Psalms as a way to join ourselves together spiritually. The Psalms are helping us to slow down, get a bigger picture of God and a clearer picture of ourselves. And most of all, they're helping us to join ourselves together around the throne of the one who has joined himself to us. So if you haven't already, pull out a Bible and spend some time in Psalm 29. So everyone is familiar with the way the sky lights up from a flash of lightning and then fades away as the sound of thunder rolls in. Some of us are all too familiar with this as our small children hear this sound every night in their rooms because it's the setting of the sound machines that keep them asleep. If you listen really quietly, you actually hear that in the background of this podcast because I'm sitting right underneath my child's room in my basement right now. Anyways, I personally love thunderstorms. I've been a part of a few that literally caused the building I was in to shake. There's something about the way that the rain sounds as it falls in rhythm and then gets overpowered by the blasts of thunder and lightning. I love that moment when the lightning strikes and time stands still and then you wait for the thunder to follow. A good thunderstorm, it engages all of our senses. We see the lightning. We hear the thunder. We feel the rain. Our heart stops in terror and then spikes in wonder. Isn't it crazy to realize that people have lived thousands and thousands of years and experienced thunderstorms just like we do? Many ancient peoples used to attribute storms to battles between the gods and the sky. Battles of good and evil being waged right over our heads. In biblical times, there were competing mythologies circulating around, all claiming that their own regional god, lowercase g god, was the king of the storm. Today, most of us think thunderstorms are natural phenomenon caused by moisture, rising unstable air, and convection currents. We check the weather app on our iPhone to see when the next one is coming, and we watch them out the window of our well-insulated and heated houses. Psalm 29 says that both of these perspectives are only partially correct. There is, in fact, a supernatural power behind the natural powers of this world. But it's not a battle of the gods. It's the reign of the one true God. Some scholars think that Psalm 29 was originally a mythology text to an ancient Near Eastern god such as Apsu of the Babylonians or Baal of the Canaanites. And then King David, he rewrote it with Yahweh as the true power behind the storm. And for us today, we live in a society that philosopher Charles Taylor calls disenchanted. All the phenomena that exist are merely natural, and there's no transcendent being or supernatural meaning behind any of them. The lightning nearly blinds us and the thunder reverberates in our chest, but the power we feel is only a random power. There's no meaning, just vibrating molecules. But Psalm 29 describes a world where the sound of thunder is not ultimate, but it points to the thundering voice of the creator. A world where the flash of lightning is a vivid pointer to the one who said, let there be light. Listen as King David describes this ancient thunderstorm and the powerful voice of God. And it's hard to tell as you're listening like when the metaphor ends and when the act of God begins. And so listen to this part of Psalm 29. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. 
The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon to skip like a calf and Syrian like a wild young ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. That's lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. That's an earthquake. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. That's a deer giving birth. Not sure what to do with that one. And it strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry, glory. When we witness a thunderstorm, God means for our terror and wonder to rise higher than the storm itself. The sensory experience is meant to become an experience of worship. That's what Psalm 29 is trying to do to us. And I know it's hard for us as modern, disenchanted people to naturally do this, but that's why the beginning of this psalm comes to us from the perspective of, of heaven. Listen to verses 1 and 2. He starts off and says, Ascribe to the Lord, O heavenly beings. So he's talking to angels. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. So the view from heaven is that the glory and strength of this natural world has a supernatural source. The flash of lightning in the sky is not a random occurrence in the atmosphere. It is terrifyingly beautiful because it is caused by the beautiful and holy creator and king. Psalm 29 is calling to us to look at the world around us and ascribe to the Lord the glory that is due his name. All of creation was created by the voice of the Lord, and so everything we see owes its glory to him. Pastor and author Eugene Peterson, he says it like this, God's holiness is mediated to us in beauty. Beauty is our sensory access to holiness. God reveals himself, that is, in creation and in Christ, in ways we can see and hear and touch and taste, in place and in person. And then I love this. Beauty is the term we apply to these hints of transcendence, these perceptions that there is more going on here than we can account for. So Psalm 29 is a wake-up call to these hints of transcendence that are all around us, the beauty of our world that comes from the holiness of our God. And as we begin to see life this way, we trace everything we see up to the king on the throne. And when we see him sitting there, we find that the voice that sounds like thunder wants to bless us and give us his very strength and life. He wants to use his power to give us peace. He is a good king who can actually bring order to our chaos. That's what the last couple of verses describe. So let's read them and then we'll pray. It says, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with his peace. Lord, we see the things of this world so clearly and often we feel so distant from your presence. We want to see the things of lightning and feel the thunder and hear beyond those things to your voice. There's so much power and so much glory and so much life in this world and it's so easy for us to not attribute any of it to you. Forgive us for not ascribing the glory that is due to your name. Forgive us for for worshiping the creation rather than you, the creator. Forgive us for our unwillingness to pay attention to your revelation. Forgive us for having such small and limited views of you. And God, open our eyes and ears and hearts to experience you like Psalm 29 invites us to. We want to live in a world that is charged with your presence. 
and we know that we do. God, you're the King of glory, and we are your people. Give us your strength and bless us with your peace. Amen.